Hey, Alice, here we are in minute 38. Here we are, back. While you've been out on the road, waiting for a new episode. We've been thinking of you And just what you need Oh, yeah, yeah The Laker Girls cheerleading squad needs to be taken down a bag or two. You know, last night was really special. It was. I've never done it lying down before. You know, next time... Yeah? Next time... I think I'd like to do it with just two condoms. Well, if I was in the movie more, yeah. You see, if I was in the movie more, then we could be equals and I'd trust you more. We have lots of scenes together. I love our scenes. Our scenes are the best. But I should have more scenes with Kit. If I had more scenes with Kit, then that would really pump up our scenes. You know, Aphrom would be in charge of that. He's the screenwriter. So the writer is in charge of that, huh? I do like how he's like, he's a screenwriter. I bet so much true. That's how he says it. That's so funny. <laughs> what a weird delivery. I have questions, Alice. Questions. Questions? Why did you agree to be on the Bowfinger Minute this time? Is it because you love this movie? Because you had to talk about it? Because you love it so much? Did you grow up watching this movie? Was it the <laughs> only movie you had on VHS? And you guys just watched it over and over again, you and all of your sisters? Oh, right. <laughs> Me and all of my sisters. No, I I mean, I love podcasting. I do like comedy movies. It was very refreshing not to be doing a Western again. Um, you know. That, was, a, that one was hard. That was like, oh, Western. <laughs> not that I didn't like our, our 40s movie, but man, I mean, we really are doing the, a, a movie of every kind. You know, what's... What's next? Like a new Halloween movie? Or every genre gets a movie, you know? We're finally going to get the porn movie that we've been trying porn to make movie. every movie into We've been ever trying since. it. Oh, gosh. You know what's You know what? We wanted to do porn parodies of, I think, every single movie we've done so far. This scene, you know, is, is its own porn parody of the movie. We Oh, we nailed it. We nailed it. It's perfect. We got the perfect minute. The, the porn parody of Bullfinger. I think that's just Bullfinger. <laughs> oh, man. What is her name? Daisy, yeah. And that and the guide. I don't even know. <laughs> is he? Uh, is that his? Is, I think does... so, yeah. Kind of. He's okay. whatever. Well, this was early 2000s. I don't know. Was it early 2000s hot? I don't know. Um, He reminds me so much of Ant-Man. Oh, see, I kept thinking... It was like, what's his name? Barry Watson from Seventh Heaven. That's who I thought it was like a young version of the old, the oldest, old, yeah, oldest brother in Seventh Heaven, if people know that. Um, that must be Slater. Slater and Daisy. Oh, we were talking about how this really just is porn acting. This is, a, oh, that's show. Oh my God. This is, and look, <laughs> setting the record straight, I'm not watching porn, but this is like a porn intro. Not, you know, just. Oh, yeah. The next thing that would happen right after the scene is she would walk in and the writer would be in the bungalow and all three of them would be there together. Yeah. Yeah. There wouldn't be much. She would 
she would talk, she would go to the writer and she'd be like, you know, I heard, uh, you can write more scenes for me. And he'd be like, well, I could, but, uh, you'd have to talk me into it. And then it'd be all boom, chicka, pow, and she'd like start talking him into it. That's right. Yeah. And they'd have a conversation. Yeah. 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 And then like, uh, Slater would be, Slater would be like, hey, Ephraim, do you need some help there? And he'd be like, yeah. <laughs> and they would have a, 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 like a, a group discussion. Right, they could be sitting around on the sitting around on the uh, the couch together, sort of. She could be between them, let's say. Right, they could have a debate. Yeah, they could have a debate. Right, it'd be a lot of back and forth, discussing the ins and outs of all the uh, all the uh, ways that she could be in more scenes. Right, right. Really pushing to that final uh, final climax of the movie, where uh, she would be in the scene with Kit and all the other guys in the movie. Really, sure. Oh. All of that, even the crew, yep. Even the crew, right. You and the cameraman would be like, she'd be like, you know, you've been all... working really hard for I, this whole movie. I know. I know that she does this to herself. This is the entire crux of her character. But I feel so weird talking about her like this. <laughs> uh, well, especially knowing, you know, especially knowing that it's kind of like based on a dead woman who's very respected. Yeah. You know, her, her choice to kind of how I put this like her her choice to be more sexual um to try to get ahead you know felt almost feminist that it was her choice to do this stuff um but now that it's like she's based on someone now it's like oh no yeah well she's not really based on there would be some plausible deniability but I think the story he's the stories he's told is that it's not like oh she's such a strong woman who was like no you're not gonna make me sleep my way to the top i'm gonna do it but now i'm like oh no you know <laughs> that when you think about that like is, is he is is he looking down on her and you know wh whoever wrote this movie like are they they're looking down on her you know as as a character like from the outside like, like it wasn't written to like boost her you know boost her up it was written as like oh this woman of course she's you know sleeping her way to the top no, I think we can definitely that and say that that. Yes, yeah, she, she's not a, she, she's not a more powerful woman for it. That's not what they're trying to convey. Right. Uh, yeah, that's definitely yeah. not what's happening there. She is. She is just being portrayed as a bimbo. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, serious question. Never again in the movies. Never in the movies. Ever again. Do we ever have characters like that? Is that just where we are? I mean, especially someone who's a main character, maybe. I don't know. Or or it would be something like the guy, you know, the one that's like, oh, well, you're going to have to do this to get this. I'm trying to think of like almost famous or something like that. Not, not that that's in there, but. Disclosure kind of had a, well, no, he wasn't a bimbo. He just, that was an ex-girlfriend and they kind of succumbed to the temptation once. Yeah, or, yeah, right, it's, it's played as something that, like, the guy is trying to push the girl into doing something like that. But that's why, to me, like, watching this movie for the first time, you know, back whenever I saw it a few years ago, like, oh, the woman is the initiator of this, you know? She's this powerful... Well, yeah, that's kind of the thing. There's this, there's this whole thing where Steve Martin's character is clearly hurt when she comes back in from slipping with the guy in the van. Yeah. <laughs> I love how we call it sleeping with. <laughs> like, yeah, I slept with him uh, out in the bushes. What? After they're taking a nap in the van, yeah. 
God, we're sticking your neck out there. Man, it's just, it's hard to talk about her because I can't stop thinking about the whole, the whole connection to the real life person. So one thing we haven't talked about is, is Kit and the Lakers girls. And then, yeah, and then, and then it shows up a little bit with that bus. But yeah, I was confused about that. Yeah, that was confusing to me too. First, he's freaked out about the Lakers girls ad and then this scene, right? Do I have that in the right order? No, it must be this scene and then the Laker girls ad and then the Laker girls scene where he flashes them. But he looks so, but it's like, oh, it all comes back later. It's like, oh, now it makes sense why he was so upset. I think Murphy does a really good job of looking disturbed for half a second after he gets done saying the Lakers girl thing. And now this explains why the voice in his head is talking about them. And why it would be JFK, because Lakers girls, of course. You know, JFK in his famous speech about the Laker girls. <laughs> Ask not what Laker girl can do for you. <laughs> Did they have Laker girls back then? I don't even know when JFK was. <laughs> but 80s? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you made me forget what I was asking Google. I can't remember. I don't know when JFK was, like, president. The 80s? It's all the 60s to me. No. <laughs> oh, wow. So, well, okay, so here's some context clues. He was shot before the moon landing. Oh, my God. Wasn't that 1969? Yeah. No. Okay, so it was before that. He did live into the 70s or the 80s? That is shocking. There was a movie, though, in the 80s called JFK, but I wouldn't assume that that's what you're thinking of, because why would you have seen that? No, why would I have seen that? It's only one of the top 100 movies of all time, according to AFI, but whatever. But it was, was it, so it was his son that died in that plane crash, like, cause I, for some reason, I, I have a memory of, like, I was on vacation and, like, watching TV, and I think it was the plane crash, like, yeah, his, his son okay. did. And I don't know when that was. Was that the 90s? Now maybe I'm being the idiot. Right? No, I don't know. <laughs> Junior death. 90s, early 2000s? Yeah. Although, according to the uh, some recent conspiracy theorists, he's still alive and coming back to rule the planet. It sounds good. 1999. Same year as this movie. Oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> now we're on to something. Oh no! It's a, it's a welcome to conspiracy town. <laughs> no. He didn't. He didn't really die after all. He was Eddie Murphy the entire time. Mine had just merged his consciousness with Kit's mind, and that's the real reason he's talking like JFK. Those dirty bastards. The Kennedys are aliens. Pass it on. I don't know if there's anything to this in the scene, but. Uh -huh. Put it on second 10 for me. Start playing it to second 10. Tell me when you're ready and we'll say go and we'll watch it together. There's a thing I want to show you. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one, click. So check this out. They're walking in front of a CD hotel, right? Yeah. Walking in front of oh. a CD hotel and they're talking and they're talking and talking. And now the camera comes and it swings over to the right a little bit. And now they're in front of this beautiful, like, bunch of rose bushes. Yeah. Like we've gone from seedy hotel, the beautiful rose bushes, then big swing, blam, we're in urban. Oh, like it's interesting they're pointing out that it's like a seedy hotel because I'm here in my, like adds more, not put out more innocent than you, but in my innocent mind, I'm like, 
they're walking back as if you walk back from like a date, you know? For some reason, you know, watching this, I'm like, oh, they're coming back from a cute little date. Well, it was it was kind of like a cute little date. They actually laid down. Oh, that's true. That is true. Yeah, but that's true of what they're talking about. For some reason, you know, they're walking like, you know, boyfriend and girlfriends, you know, just, oh, we just went and had some dinner, you know? Arm in arm. I don't know, like, you know, they're... Well, I mean, it was, she's dressed, you know, you know, cute and everything, you know, going out to dinner outfit, but... Okay, that's headshots, yeah. I was trying to see what it said on the building next to the hotel. Is that what it says? Next to the 1615? Um, 1615. Like the, the house number. Oh, yeah. It says, it says, headshots, group studio sessions, actors and models, portfolios. Oh. And then it's got... Just a billboard with a bunch of, like, black and white headshots. Oh, that's what I was wondering, yeah. Okay, yeah, but yeah, that looks like Bowfinger is running a bunch of a bunch of things out of his house. It's almost like, I, I wouldn't put it past him, okay? I wouldn't put it past Bowfinger to be running his bungalow, but also in the headshots place, also in the hotel, <laughs> also in the dance studio. <laughs> None of them doing very well. You know, I bet we could locate this place. 1615. There can't be too many 1615s in Los Angeles. Oh, I, I actually found... I found it. Whoa. I found the Bowfinger house. I'm going there right now. I mean, not literally going there. <laughs> you can find the Bowfinger Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Or at the main site, bowfingerminute.com. Please like, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Bowfinger Minute can be found at Welcome to Minehead, the Bowfinger Minute Listeners Center, on Facebook, and on Twitter at Bowfinger Minute. There are hundreds of other Movies by Minutes podcasts available at MoviesByMinutes.com. And for sure, the movie you love is covered. Check it out! The opening song to Bowfinger Minute is sung by Mr. Math, and he is available on Spotify. That is M-I-S-T-E-R-M-A-P-H. Join us here next time on the Bowfinger Minute. In the meantime... Keep it together, keep it together, keep it together! Keep it together, I'm keeping it together! Throw it together! Out on the road Waiting for a new episode We've been thinking of you And just what you need Oh, yeah, yeah Now that the show's underway I guess we can't call it a day You're already for
together, children. I hope that we'll see you again. Cause there's always 